And I'm here on the KM Podcast, Ken Brown from WGR Radio, Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com, as we talk Lions football. Hello, Mike. Hello, Ken Brown. Another great victory Monday. Oh, my goodness. And I, like a, 15 weeks ago, we've been doing these, this is week 15. Could you believe we are where we are December 19th with the Lions at a 7-7 seven and seven record? Um, pretty much to me, I know the official thing is not out, but they pretty much control their own destiny. They win in the last three games. They're going to the playoffs. That's just the way it is, 90% well, of the would, time. Well, I would think they would. I'm not sure. But let's get to 10 and ten and 7, and we'll find out what, what it does for them. That, you know, when they were 1 and 6, I didn't envision them being 7 and 7. But I could see that incrementally they were getting better. They were scoring you know, they're still having issues on defense, but they've cleaned up some of that, not all of it. But you could see that it was a better team than the team that left after last season. It really was. Yeah. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on yesterday's game. I do want to go over a few things because, to me, if you're – I'm saying the Lions are on a 10-game stretch. Dan Campbell said six games he's talking about, but really it started when they were 1-6. and six. And to be up every week, every game – without having a miscue game, it's hard. And I think yesterday was the miscue game that could have been a loss because you just can't play to that level every week. And yesterday, to me, I thought there were a few things that that got away from them or a little sloppy, and they overcame that and won. Like I said, I'd never, ever cry about a victory, but that was a game that could have been lost if you weren't playing your best against a good defense. But they they overcame it. Well, if you go to DetroitLions.com, the Lions website, and you and you go and you know click on to uh, Dan Campbell's post-game speech to his team, that's exactly what he said. He said, "Look, you never will, you will never not take a victory because they're too hard to get. Take winning, no matter what." But he said, "We've got things that we've got some things to work on," and he's right in both in both counts. You take the win and you move on and you clean up what you have to clean up. And, and there were some obvious things in yesterday's game. Which is the best kind of victory? Which is the best kind of, of victory them. for them now? Well, this is the best kind because you got your team's attention because you know you didn't play your best. You still won, so you didn't get the punishment. It's like stealing candy, but you only, you didn't get you just got sent to your room instead of a spanking. You know, you didn't get the spanking. You got sent to your room. So you're getting the punishment, but you're not getting the ultimate punishment because you took a victory out. So I think the team will be more attentive this week. Well, well, they could be. You never know. I mean, look, you're not going to be up all 17 games, just not the way it is. I mean, look at look at the uh, Dallas Cowboys, supposed to be you know leading contenders just three weeks ago in the NFC, falling apart. Can't yeah. win. Yeah, yeah, and 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 New England. I mean, there are teams that have traditionally been winning teams that don't make stupid plays. All of a sudden, now they make stupid plays. You know, it's just you never know what's going on. I tell you one thing though. Before we get to this Jets game yesterday, that Jacksonville Jaguar game doesn't look uh, – that looks an even more impressive victory now because well, the Jaguars won. and the Lions, to me, are those two teams that are coming up. Well, the Jaguars have won four of their last six, I think it is, or five of their last – four of their last six. And they had some pretty you know, pretty good wins there. You know, they really have. They've beaten you – know, like yesterday, they had a, a good win. They've beaten the Vikings. So it's a pretty good ball club. It really is. Yes, it and is. They've got a good young quarterback, a good young quarterback too to build with. Yeah, and like I said, those are two ascending teams to me that were one and two in the draft last year. So I'm just saying that for that forty piece you put on them back a couple weeks ago, that was between that game and the games before and after. They played really well. So 
that makes it even more impressive victory. Now, yesterday in the road against a very good defensive team, I, you know, you look at the numbers and you really don't know. I told you I looked at them play Buffalo last week, but the Jets' defense is really impressive. And without their best defensive player, well, the best defensive lineman, yeah, but they're strong in the secondary. They're strong a lot of places. You know, they really made the Lions work for everything. But, but in the end, you know, I think I think the Lions made a coaching decision there at the end that won the game. They they won that battle, coach versus coach. Yeah, That's the touchdown pass. Yeah, the Brock Wright. Yeah. No doubt about it in my mind. Yeah. They completely, completely bamboozled. That's a that's a uh, sports term, by the way. They completely bamboozled the uh, the Jets on that play. It, it just com- it just a great, great play call by Ben Johnson. Not even a great play call, but a great setup because you set plays like a, that up later in the game by stuff you show on film either the weeks before or during the game. Because I saw one of the just say, we watched every piece of film they had. We never saw them do that out of that formation. You know, so these are things you set up, and it was a perfect call at a perfect time. Oh, absolutely, Kenny. And it started, first play of that seven-play possession, it started with Brock Wright dropping the ball. Yeah. Easy pass right over the middle and right through his hands. A lot of people are saying they gather. might have dropped it on purpose now to set him up real good, but I, no. I'm not buying that. But you know, Never. That's, no, <laughs> you don't drop balls because he had a nice game there. He's wide open. Right, but right. But they come back to him on the last play and 51 yards and bingo. I mean, there was. I watched that replay like seven or eight times last night, and there was nobody near him until he got down to about the 20 yard line, and you could see his teammate, you know, the wide receivers catching up to him to block for him. It was just a really Really, that's a great, like I said, great play call by Ben Johnson, great execution by the by the players, and really they finished it off with sort of a convoy into the end zone. Yeah. And I, like I said, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, Jess, because it was a tough game. I, the offense, to me, could have been better. Um, it was a golf away from home game. I thought that he was a little, little – to me, they were a little conservative passing game. I understand they didn't want to, you know, air it out or whatever. They didn't want to turn the ball over. That's the way it looked to me. They were going to play a tight game. Uh, he underthrew the one that Jamison Williams, and that's two times he's underthrown them in two weeks now. Either they need to get some more reps together or he should just decide he's going to overthrow everything deep to Jamie and see if he catches it or not because Jamie's got too much speed to be underthrown. Jamie was two yards ahead of that guy, you know, and you got you to gotta make that play. Yeah, I really, yeah, it would open up some things if they had made that play. It really would have. Yeah, I just, I think it's about time. You know, like I said, it's hard. I was trying to tell a lot of people it's hard to incorporate a receiver in December because you don't practice as much as you did during camp and you know early. It's you just got to get in when you fit in. And I think Jameson knows. I think Golf knows it. You know, and I, he's gonna he had twenty one snaps I see this week, which is a good amount coming up. But there will be a game in these next three where you're going to need him. And I, I think he'll be ready for it. But I'm just saying they, right now, you just got to get in where you fit in if you're Jameson Williams. Well, look at yesterday's game, though, Ken. And you, you talk about uh, Jameson Williams. You know, role players made key plays. Look at Khalif Raymond. Exactly. He had, 20, he had a uh, 47-yard punt return for a touchdown. And he also played 20 snaps on offense. And had uh, six ta- six targets, five uh, receptions, fifty three yards, with a long catch of eight, eighteen yards. You talk about a guy playing his role to the hilt. That was that was Khalif Raymond yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Now things I am disturbed about. This is two weeks in a row. I think the 
secondary has been bad. And I, we'll have see how long Deshaun Elliott is out for if he's out. He went out of the game yesterday, and I know there wasn't any word on it yesterday. But if he has to miss any amount of time, what has happened to the pass defense the last couple of weeks? Well, I don't think it's ever been great this year. I really don't. I think it's been okay. I think it's risen to the level of okay plus a couple of times. But it's 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 been an issue. Look, teams have been able to run on First of all, the quarterbacks have been able to run on them. And they've also been able to complete passes on them. And look at the, look at the uh, uh, Minnesota game a couple, couple three weeks ago. What do you pass for, 450 yards, something like that? Mm-hmm. And that, that that's concerning. It really is. Yeah, and I, I, Jeff Okuda didn't have the greatest of games yesterday either. No, was, he didn't. And he didn't have a – well, he was sick last week, but he didn't play a lot last week and had a couple of penalties. I'm just I'm just wondering, is uh, the league catching up to him? Are they just a, a lack of uh, attention or is it or just, just things young secondaries go through? I think it's probably the, the latter, young, young secondaries, young, run, young quarterbacks go, go through. You know, the, the Jets really have some some good wide receivers. They really do, but I don't think they I don't think they necessarily dominated the game yesterday. But but the Lions did have some some big breakdowns against to me a very mediocre NFL quarterback. You're being really, kind. Just, you're well, being I, kind. Well, I said mediocre. Yes, yeah. you're being kind. You're being that kind. Was just, he, he was playing street ball. The other guys were playing football. Yeah. Um, I don't want to talk about the Jets anymore. I, I know everybody wants to talk about I, I, I want to move on past that. Like I said, we take it and run, man, because that was a to me, that was the game I was always worried about, you know, when they started the six game run because it was on the road against a tough defense. I didn't know what the weather was gonna be like. Just take the run and get out of there and, you know, thank goodness you play another week. So now this is a, the next test. Last week's test was on the road against a tough defense. The week before, it was the home team against your division rival. This week is to come to play a team that's lesser than on the road at their place that just came off a loss. And you should go out and show your dominance right away. Don't go around messing around with this team. Don't go around letting them think they can win. Go put it on them and get out of there. I don't think I don't think uh, you've seen any lack of effort or preparation for the for the Lions in any of these you know from opening day when they got beat by by the Eagles 38-35 to what we saw yesterday against the New York Jets and I think the Lions come in and they play hard but they don't always play you know they don't always play well I don't you don't I don't see any lethargy on the Detroit Lions I don't see them any taking things for granted I really don't I just think I do think that they they've got an issue against you know defending the pass and they've had an issue defending against running quarterbacks. I think I'm not sure that uh, Sam Darnold will give him that tough of a test on Sunday, but but he certainly can. Well, now nah, I've been negative on that. With uh, talking about the pass defense and the D backs and not playing good, but I I got to throw flowers to the defensive pass. line and the running. They have not allowed a hundred yard runner in so long. Uh, they, they're they really playing. The defensive line is playing good. They're not letting teams run. Um, what they have yesterday running? I'm looking at the stats here. They had um, the, the uh, 23 carries for yeah, 50, 50 yards. yards 50 yards the week before. Minnesota couldn't run on them. I mean, they've had good running backs, uh, ATN with Jacksonville. To ja- yeah. So they have locked down. Remember, they were getting ran on early in the season. They have locked that part well, down. And if I had to take – A lot of that's come from quarterbacks, okay? Those, those yards are really 
inflate the totals. Right. I understand. But I'm just saying that, you know, they have really changed from the beginning of the season against running backs, and they have locked that part down. And I'll take the bad pass defense if I had to take a choice of the two. If you can stop the run, that's, to me, three-fourths of your defensive uh, identity because the passing game comes and goes. You know that. If you if if you told me you can stop one of them, which one would you stop? Well, I'd take the run, but I, I, I just don't think you can, can live forever with with a bad pass defense. You really can't no. because – when they start when they start converting third downs on you, yeah. it really makes it a tough day. But if you have a bad pass defense or not as good a pass defense, but you have a nice pass rush, that's going to help you out. And the Lions right now have a nice pass rush. So I take the stop the run, and I got a nice pass rush, and I let it play from there. Well, one thing we saw yesterday was uh, Romeo O'Quara really make his presence felt. You know, he had two sacks and. Those were in key situations, critical situations, especially that last possession by the uh, by the Jets when the guy what is a third and nineteen and they converted it into a first down. It was a fourth and nineteen, whatever it was. Yeah. And that was you know the front four did its job on that one, but for some reason guys were able to get open deep in the secondary. Right. I, like I said too, Mike. I um I forgot he hasn't played in so long. I kind of forgot how good Romeo Cora was until I started looking at him yesterday, and I'm like. Yeah, he's long. He gets to the, he can pass rush. He can do things for you. And he was the number one guy a couple of years ago. Now you know you bringing him in as the second guy on the other side of Aiden Hutchinson. And if Charles Harris gets back in there before the end of the year, I mean you got you can you're gonna have fresh pass rushes all the time. Houston, Hutchinson, Aquora, the other Aquora brother. Now Charles Harris. I mean that's a strength. Well, the other Aquara brothers on injured reserve right now, though, so I don't know when you're going to see him. Well, true. But 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 Romeo had what he had two sacks, and those were big ones. And 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 uh, James Houston, I think he's got five sacks in four games. I think that's a there's a record for everything these days, you know. But I think that's a, the most ever by in the first four games by a rookie. I think I think they I think they announced that the other uh, in in yesterday's game. Whatever it is, whether it's a record or not, it's pretty pretty good production by good. a guy you probably figured wasn't going to play at all this year. Pretty good. On the offensive side for the Lions rushing, I thought Swift should have got more carries. He was 8 for 52, 6.5 average. I thought I'd like to see him get more carries as we go forward. Jamal Williams now still good, still the hammer, but I'm, I, I won't, it looks like he's lost a little explosiveness over the course of this year. He's more of a – you know, inside the tackle, thumper, runner now. I think it's time to put Swift out there. If he gets hurt, he gets hurt. Put him out there and give him some carries. Well, I don't agree with you. I think he's being used just fine. And What he gets in addition to his carries is he gets targets in the passing game too, and that's what you want him for. And I'll do respect to uh, to uh, Jamal Williams. You know, he had a touchdown called back too on a what I think was, was a phantom holding call. Yeah, but he's been averaging a low rate the last few weeks, and I'm just, I just see a, he's not as springy as he was early in the year. And like I said, it comes over the course of a year; it happens. I'm not saying he can't bounce back from it, but I'm just saying between Jackson, Williams, and Swift, I like to see a few more carries go to you know Swift and Jackson. So just to keep it keep it fresh. So anyway, like I said, it's a nice problem to have. Yeah, but uh, the running game was better yesterday. They ran for over 100 yards, and that's that's my key. Can you get over 100 yards rushing? 
Yeah, that was a little different than last week too. When forty-two of those, they went over hundred a year last week too. But forty-two of those yards came on a fake punt, and those right. get you know those get tacked onto your rushing stats. So I thought right. that was a little bit misleading. In fact, a lot misleading on how they played uh, in the run game offensively. Exactly. All right, so it was on to Carolina this week, uh, who lost to Pittsburgh yesterday. Uh, not really impressive. Uh, decent defense. Uh, they're limited offensively. They traded away their best player, McCaffrey, to San Francisco earlier in the year. So um, they got DJ Moore, good receiver, good, not great receiver. Um, and it's a Saturday game on a short week. So this looks like a, a game the Lions are favored by three that I I want to see the offense performance. I want to see the offense put some points up on the board. Well, I do too, but all I want to see them do is from here on in, just win games. I'm not into building or anything like that. Just come out with W's, and however you do it, do it. I, what, I, what I'm looking forward to is seeing them getting into the Week 18, 17th game at at the Green Bay. On I'd like to see that game flexed to Sunday night, the last game of the season. I don't know if that's going to happen. Probably not. But but no, we don't want to play on Sunday night in Green Bay, well, I do. January. I do. No, it's going to be too cold. Well, I don't want. Oh, I don't want a cold. Jan, Jan, you know, I have. Uh, I have. Nightmares of that Roy Williams Sunday night or Thursday, whatever night that game was in Green Bay, where the guy fumbles out of the end zone. Remember, and they give him us yeah. instead of giving the safety, they give him. I just don't want to see a night game in Green Bay in January. I just don't want to do it. But I understand where you're coming from. Plus, I hope they've already clinched a playoff berth by that week, which is possible. Possible, but unlikely. No, not <laughs> unlikely. I'm looking at this thing right here. This is what. The Lions can win with nine games if two of these, one of these things happens. Seattle loses to San Francisco, Kansas City, and the Jets. That all those are possible. New York Giants loses to Washington, Minnesota, Green Bay. They didn't lose to Washington, but Minnesota, Green Bay. Or Washington loses to the Giants, San Francisco, and Dallas. They've already lost to the Giants. Only two of those last two have to happen. And I can see the Washington losing to San Francisco and Dallas. So the Lions can win with nine, get in with nine wins, and if that happens, the last week will be you can play it how you want to. No, I don't disagree with that. I think the Lions are in a pretty good, pretty good spot. Number one, they've got to take care of their own business and then worry about what everybody else does. Right. After that. Just go ahead and knock them but, out. Like knock said, out these next two. I it, first of all, I want them to make it. I really do. I mean, full disclosure, I want them to win and get, get in the playoffs. I just think it would be a great thing. Number two. I have my druthers. I want to see them. I want to see them beat the Packers in the last game of the season too. I just think it would be a great finish, great finish to the season. And I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to also is the Lions beating uh, Carolina Panthers. And I want to see that stadium in the last home game of the season against the Chicago Bears. I mean that place is going to rock. It really is. Sure, it should. Now speaking before we let you before we go, um, the Rams are playing Green Bay tonight. Ugh. Who do you want to win that game? Are you going for the pick, or are you going to get Green Bay eliminated so that that last game they might not even play Aaron Rodgers? What do you want, you want to see Green, tonight? You want Green Bay eliminated. It's not even a question. What are you talking about? Well, if the Rams lose, though, you get a better pick. That's what I'm talking oh, about. Christ. You don't care about that okay. pick? It's number four right now. Very wonderful. Who are they going to take? It doesn't matter. It goes all the way up to maybe nine or ten if Who they win they another take? game. I'm just saying, you're talking about six-spot fluctuation by one game. 
I think people are entirely wrapped up too much in, in, the, in the draft thing. I think that's ridiculous. Oh, listen to them. In April, you'd be the that's first right. one. In April, the first one. Oh, my goodness. They uh, they could have had so-and-so. They... No, no. Hey, you've never heard me say that. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I don't have to check the tapes and see if I ever heard that before. But You're, you're making it up. As long, you're, hey, making, you're fabricating. Hey, one you're last question before we go, Mike. Would TJ yeah. Hawkinson have been open on that play, or would they would they would have checked him? They would have been more uh, apropos to watching him. Brock Wright, I think they just didn't even watch. I, I'm the reason I'm saying this is I just think that these the TJ Hawkinson trade, as good as a player as he was, it opened up other things. I think the blocking has gotten better. I re, I can see how Wright is such a much a better inline tight end. And a lot of these plays that have been going on the last few weeks, he was needed in the game. I can I can see that's Dan Campbell's type of tight end. Well, I think even with the with the one drop and it came late in the game, I think he played forty of the sixty eight snaps, something like that. And I think they rotated what three three tight ends in different yeah. roles and all that. Yeah. And the rookie got fact, a couple of passes yesterday, Mitchell. Yeah, 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 Steve Mitchell. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. James yeah. Mitchell. Yeah, so they're coming on. What I call it, I, you know, I keep Mitchell. calling him Steve. Yeah, I hope you don't call him to him when you talk to him. I hope you don't call him Steve. Of course not. I call him <laughs> Mr. Mitchell. <laughs> Mr. Mitchell. All right, so that's it, Mike. We will not be doing a Friday game time this week. So if you want to give a prediction now, you can. Or if not, we'll just wait till next week and say you you predicted. What do you thought I did? No, I'll take the Detroit Lions in this one, and I'll take the Lions. I don't think it's going to be high scoring. I don't think I don't think the Lions are going to explode on anybody right now. I really don't. I just don't don't have that sense that they're clicking offensively like they were earlier in the year. I'll take the Detroit Lions, uh, twenty nine to sixteen. I'm going to take uh, Detroit 33-17 for the third consecutive week. Oh, almost the same. Then, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying the third consecutive week I've had this score, so <laughs> I'm just going to keep this score going until as long as they're with it. It's sort of like you got a lucky penny in your shoe. That's you exactly know, right. All right by the way, after we, hold on a second. Just a minute, Mr. Yes. Let me ask you this. Did you did you change your pick again? By by, by the way, did you did you take end up taking the Jets after telling our our our, our listeners, our valuable listeners, that you picked you're picking the Lions? No, did you change your pick. I picked the Lions. You didn't change your pick on Sunday. No. Why would I change it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I took the Lions. And, um, when I do my picks on Friday on the Mitch Album Show on WJR, I picked the Lions, and I picked okay. them when we did our game time, 33-17. Now, I was shaky. I was scared about that game, but I said I'm going to pick mm-hmm. them because they're playing good. Okay. So I'm picking them again. Okay. Uh, matter okay. of fact, I'm picking them the rest of the year. Wow, wouldn't that be something? Yes, wouldn't it be would. Great to be picking them in, wouldn't it be great to be picking them in February? Well, I don't know about that. But, look, I just oh. for this year, like I said, which I had no idea they would even be getting to the playoffs, let alone fighting for playoff position, I am happy where they're at, and I just think that the progress, you see it, and there's a few issues that, you know, free agency and the draft will take care of next year, but – as long as they don't lose too many coaches in the offseason, I just think this is the arrow trending upward. All right, let me ask you one thing before we go. Have the Lions already ch- checked enough boxes for this year? Oh, yeah, yeah. But okay. now, now, let me tell you that. I'm writing that check in pencil. Because if they go get blown out the last three games and revert back to terrible Lions, then no, they didn't check the boxes. That means that was a failure. But as long as they are playing hard, 
don't do anything dumb and finish the season out the way they're playing now. They even if it's not a playoff, you know, victory or playoff um run, if it's just a good last three games, then yeah, the boxes have been checked. Okay. So it's too early for that question right now, Mr. Michael here. No, it's not. It's never too early. <laughs> well, put it like this. All right. The season is not a failure. If you want to say it's a season of failure, that that that's gone. That's already gone. There's no failure in the season as from right now, even if they lose the last three. Well, I can't see them losing the last three. I can't either, but I'm just saying know. even if it happened, there's no failure. They've accomplished what they came into this year to accomplish, showing the guys how to win and seeing who's going to be there for you. All right. I agree with you. All right. All right. That's Michael Hare, DetroitLands.com. Ken Brown from WJR Radio. See Frank Ragnow or hear Frank Ragnow this afternoon, 535, I'm assuming, because he's been all over the board with his times lately. But 535 is the tentative time on the Mitch Album Show, WJR. All right, Michael, see you next week. All right, Ken Brown. Yep.